Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5, WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. We have not one but two guests this week. We have Catherine Duby. She's the executive director of Connecticut Power and Energy Society. And also Brenda Watson, the chief executive officer, Operation Fuel. Good to have them both on with us this morning. And we're going to be talking about energy so much that we can discuss as far as the energy issue is concerned. Good morning, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. And Brenda, same to you. Good morning and welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. As both of you know, and I'm sure that everybody in the audience is well aware There is so much to understand when it comes to energy, and there's so much going on as far as the energy industry in Connecticut. This month in Hartford, for instance, we have some events coming up by the Connecticut Power and Energy Society, CPES, also Operation Fuel. So those are the two organizations we have on this morning. Um, Catherine and Brenda, I'm not sure which one of you wants to start, but uh, maybe Catherine, maybe you could share some background about not only yourself, but your organization as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Catherine, my name is Catherine Doobie, obviously, and um, I'm the executive director of the Connecticut Power and Energy Society, um, also known as CPES. We are the state's premier association um, of energy professionals and represent really a broad range uh, of that segment of the industry um, and really dedicated to educating Connecticut about energy. Um, We've had a great partnership over many years with Operation Fuel and really thought this was a great opportunity to bring the two organizations together to do something such as this Energy Expo for the state of Connecticut. And Brenda, we've had you on the program before in recent years, many a time, um, but maybe somebody's new to the state. Maybe they're just joining us for the first time on Face Connecticut. Could you just give a quick introduction of yourself and Operation Fuel? You bet. So Brenda Watson, CEO of Operation Fuel. Um, We are a statewide nonprofit organization focused on uh, assisting folks who are struggling with their home energy and water utility bills. Uh, We also have um, several different programs that focus on awareness building of clean and renewable energy products and programs. 
Um, and we also have a, a program that uh, assists people with um, any health and safety barriers that may exist in their homes um, that prevent them from getting the weatherization, which uh, assist, uh, what, it, what weatherization does is it allows people to um, uh, use measures that would help reduce their energy burden um, up to 20% in some cases. So that's um, sealing windows, door cracks, um, replacing um, light bulbs to more energy efficient light bulbs and et cetera. Other, other measures that um, uh, are very simple uh, changes uh, that are not infrastructure changes. So um, that's, that's a program that we're really proud of and um, working with CPES for a long time and that we're a good balance um, in that we serve people, uh, you know, the, the consumers and uh, the folks at CPES, um, they provide the ability for folks to understand what's happening on the, um, on the energy side regarding uh, policy and energy regulatory issues. Well, there's definitely a lot of policy and a lot of issues to talk about as far as energy goes. I know that Connecticut has some large initiatives that, you know, that, that they've got goals that they want to meet as far as improving Connecticut's energy standing. I mean, there's the big goal um, in shifting toward more electric vehicles, operating with more wind power. Catherine, could you just explain a little bit about how CPES helps to support Connecticut's energy initiatives? Yeah, our, you know, for for many years we've had a great partnership with all of our uh, with all the state agencies throughout the state, and that's why um, you know having them and bringing them to the the expo, um, we've been working with um, the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, Connecticut Department of Transportation, Energy Connecticut um, Energy CT, and really bringing those partners into this big event to really focus on the opportunities available and sharing these techniques or, or, or solutions that can assist with reducing the energy burden along with meeting the goals of the state. Um, we'll also have Eversource and United Illuminating um, at the Expo on, the 19th, on October 19th. Um, and really just to kind of be present, allow for a lot of awareness and really demonstrating this, the opportunities available within the state in order to meet all of those those goals that really the state has set aside for us. And Brenda, how does Operation Fuel not help, help not just meet those state energy initiatives, but also help residents meet their own needs? Because I know that a lot of people who are maybe energy insecure turn to Operation Fuel for assistance and just for better understanding of energy policy in the state. So where do you guys fall in? Yeah, so that's a really great question in that. What we try to do above and beyond helping people with their bills is educating them on the different programs that are available because it's really difficult to um, understand what's available if you're not someone who works in the energy space. Um, even for people who work in the energy space, you'll often hear people say, oh, I didn't even know that that program was happening. Um, so one good example is the $50 million in incentives um, that's available to people who uh, replace their HVAC systems with a heat pump. Um, so heat pumps have been known to reduce energy burden, um, and they also provide cooling and heating um, and improve your indoor air quality. So um, it's... it's uh, 
programs like that, and very often it's because of uh, Catherine's, Catherine's work at CPES that I began to understand how all of these pieces are connected um, on the policy and regulatory side, and how do I bring that information to here at Operation Fuel, where we're serving, again, uh, the end user, uh, but what we want to do is help people in the long term, um, helping folks with a subsidy to help them with their, their utility bill once a year is not a sustainable approach to the energy burden crisis that we have in the state, and it's impacting more and more households every year. Um, I started here 13 years ago, and um, every year we see that there are more and more people who are struggling with the uh, rising cost of energy. So, again, having this partnership with CPEZ has allowed us to be um, a little bit more educated and in the know on the technical side. And, and what we're able to do for um, some of the members at CPEZ is remind them and educate them on how uh, these programs affect everyday consumers, everyday users. So, um, you know, we tend to, as, as some people who are engineers tend to forget that, you know, they're actual people who are going to be impacted by their design and, and program and, and design choices and policy choices. So, um, it's a really good balance to have uh, this partnership with CPEZ. This partnership is now going to be before the public, too. And what I understand is a first-time event partnership between the two organizations. Is that correct, Catherine? Yes, that is correct. Um, we're excited about this partnership. The first, our first ever um, energy expo, um, and we're, we're we're we've been working really hard, and really have some great opportunities for those that plan to attend. Who are some of the speakers going to be? I see that there's kind of a whole who's who list of everybody that's involved in greater Hartford politics and leadership and energy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the energy expo will kick off on October 19th, that Thursday with the CPEZ fall conference. This year, we really have an unprecedented lineup of speakers um, from Mayor Luke Bronin, um, Alexander Dom, the, the Commissioner of Economic and Community Development. We have Connecticut's Chief Manufacturing Officer, Paul Lavoie. We also have Katie Dykes, who's the Commissioner of DEEP. Um, we've had a great partnership um, with the Connecticut Green Bank in planning this event. And so Brian Garcia will be on, on um, as part of a panel, as well as the president of UConn, Verdinka Merrick. So we have a, a great lineup of speakers speaking uh, on that first day, speaking about innovation, talking about leadership experiences within the state, and also looking at state and federal energy initiatives, um, specifically, you know, getting these technologies in, into Connecticut and into the hands of consumers and how um, businesses throughout the state are doing that. No, so that'll kick off the the, uh, the first day of the expo. It'll run from eight to two. This that portion of the 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 um, event is a ticketed event and and really draws you know the industry um, representatives um, from across the state. When I saw Catherine, that some members from Connecticut's top schools are going to be there, UConn, also Yale. I thought to myself initially, I'm like, oh, okay, so. 
a big part of this is about education. It's about educating not just mm -hmm. residents, but educating people who are going to go into working in energy, working in the environment, and so on. Am I right? Yeah, you know, at the heart of our mission is, is education and really, you know, acting as a convener to provide information and share new um, innovative technologies. And so for a long time, we've had great partnerships with Yale, with UConn, and really, you know, look to them to provide our members and, you know, those who come to our events, you know, with resources and um, information you know, about new emerging technologies and kind of what's happening with the state, really having a pulse on what is happening throughout the state. There are going to be many vendors at the Expo, aren't there? There sure are. So the Expo, which will run on Thursday afternoon for all day Friday and all day Saturday, um, is designed for homeowners and renters um, and small businesses. So, you know, we have something for everyone between, you know, solar providers, energy efficiency vendors, like from home and from a home, home improvement perspective and windows. Um, we have some really cool vehicles on site. Um, we've got a partnership with New Country. They'll be bringing a Mer electric Mercedes, electric Mini Cooper. Um, we're also, you know, thrilled to, to, to kind of continue that touch on education through a partnership with Revolution Wind and Project Oceanology. Um, they're bringing in an interactive hands-on exhibit specifically for, you know, children. Um, we'll have some school groups coming through. Um, so that's really exciting for us. They'll be looking at some different um, renewable energy sources. And then also outside, we will have an, um, a vehicle showcase um, which will have a bus, a school bus, um, a Freightliner, and also Energize CT's energy, energy in Action mobile exhibit, which provides energy um, efficiency experiments and exhibits for kids to walk through and really experience all of these things. Catherine and Brenda, a lot of preparations definitely gone into this first ever event I'm speaking with Catherine Duby, Executive Director of the Connecticut Power and Energy Society. Also, Brenda Watson, Chief Executive Officer of Operation Fuel. Maybe one of you could under help me understand how this all came to be and all of the effort that it took to get to this point where here we are just days away from the expo. Uh, uh, so uh, about 18 months ago, I reached out to Catherine um, and asked her, could we partner on a full-scale expo together, um, knowing that Operation Fuel didn't have the capacity to pull this off on our own, and knowing the um, several different members that um, CPES has, along with their level of expertise in, in organizing workshops and trainings and conferences, I felt it was the perfect uh, connection to be made um, in, in bringing this this. Uh, full-scale expo to to the to Connecticut, especially after having gone through uh, the horrible shutdown during COVID. Um, what better way to kind of help, you know, bring uh, stimulate the economy with with an energy conference like this, or I'm sorry, expo. Um, so, uh, you know, Catherine and uh, her board chair Alex were like, yes, we were thinking about doing the same thing. So. 
let's let's do this together. And uh, Catherine has really led on the organizing, so I can't thank her enough. In 2022, people were really talking a lot about energy. It was a complete paradigm shift in society, largely because of the expensive cost of energy, which has always been in some uh, to some considered very expensive, but last year we saw it absolutely skyrocket. And so I think that this event is timely largely because of that. Did uh, did 2022's energy cost and supply challenges kind of lead you guys to this partnership? Energy insecurity has been a problem for um, about 10% of the Connecticut population for a long time. However, you're right. Um, in 2022, we saw uh, a nearly 50% increase in electric rates go up um, in January. And um, But prior to that, um, for me, this was about bringing some economic stimulus back to the state, but under a really great goal and mission, um, and that is to connect everyday consumers with what programs are out there that can help them reduce their energy burden, but also um, improve their indoor air quality to um, be a small part of the response to climate change. And uh, I didn't see that happening in our state. And um, this is one of the few things that really connects everybody in this state is having access to this basic need, which is electricity year-round, heating when it's um, cold, and cooling when it's hot. Um, and then uh, with the other piece is that water rates are also trending, um, oh, I would say, over the last five to six years, um, and that those rates uh, are also getting out of reach for people who have affordability issues. And at one time, water was the most affordable utility you had in your home. But um, unfortunately, the utility companies have to maintain an infrastructure and meet certain federal goals uh, in order to stay operating. So unfortunately, that means they have to increase their rates. So it's, it's one of those things where we really want everyday consumers to be able to touch, feel, um, hear, and even smell, <laughs> if possible, um, what, what programs are available to them. Um, and under one umbrella, and I'm hoping that at one point uh, or at some time in the future, there's a single website that people can go to to understand all the programs that are available to them, um, as well as uh, understanding the policy and, and regulatory pieces uh, that make these decisions and help make these programs become available to people. This is Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham. I have two guests with me. That was Kath, That was Brenda Watson, Executive Director of Operation Fuel. Our other guest this week is Catherine Duby. She's the Executive Director of the Connecticut Power and Energy Society, or CPES for short. Catherine, going back to you, could you talk about the organizational component that went into the upcoming expo and also help our listeners understand, number one, who can go, and number two, how they can participate? Absolutely. So um, from an organizational perspective, I mean, you know, given our position within the state, we had some, we had some really great contacts that were, you know, willing, excited for the opportunity to participate in an event such as the Energy Expo. And so really just, you know, harnessing those relationships, bringing them together, you know, to really create an awareness and provide provide the opportunity 
for Connecticut resident, residents to have the information that they need to, to reduce their energy consumption, you know, to learn about energy efficiency solutions. And, and I mean, ultimately, you know, based on, on kind of those, those components, reducing their energy burden. And so, you know, a, a lot has gone into this. We've got, you know, a great lineup of, of, of vendors. We also have some educational workshops all of this information is available on the Expo website, which is GoEnergyExpo.com. The event will run again um, on Thursday afternoon from 2 to 6 and Friday and Saturday. So that's October 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, Friday 2 to, Thursday 2 to 6, Friday and Saturday 8 to 6 at the Connecticut Convention Center this is a free event. Everyone is welcome. We'll have something for everyone. Um, and, you know, just want to encourage people to come and check it out. And I also want people to be encouraged to learn more about Operation Fuel. And I know that there are assistance programs that are available throughout the year. Sometimes those application periods change. Brenda, could you get us up to speed on what, what Operation Fuel has been up to and the application periods as well, please? Yes, so um, we opened our program um, in August, and unfortunately, we planned on remaining open through uh, middle of November, but because of the unprecedented amount of applications that have come in, we have to sadly close our program today, actually. Um, we received 3,000 applications in such a short period of time, and uh, we're seeing levels of demand that we have never seen in the organization's history. As I noted earlier, uh, the energy costs are now impacting um, families that had never really had the issue of affordability before. So we're talking about working families who um, on paper look like they make a lot of money, but you know, once the bills are paid and taxes come out of the paycheck, it's, it, there's not much left at the end of the week. Um, so we're going to be reopening in January. Um, we're now coming into a situation where we have to shorten our program seasons as a result of the demand um, and based on our resources. Uh, when we have more resources, we can stay open longer and serve more people. Um, but unfortunately, that's just not the case. Um, the energy crisis is um, it's it's definitely it's it's growing, and um, it really is time for people to understand what programs can help them reduce their energy burden in the long term um, as our program um, and, and that we're helping people with their bills uh, one time a year is just not a sustainable approach to this crisis. Do you anticipate in January, I believe the date is January 2nd, the winter and spring program and application period will begin at that time? Correct. And we are hoping to stay open through the end of May. Um, but if we see uh, levels like this again, um, which I believe we will, I believe this is our new normal, uh, we very likely will need to close earlier. Um, and especially if we have a cold winter, um, people are going to run out of oil a lot sooner than they normally would when the temperatures are mild. Um, so, you know, state leaders really need to be concerned about this. This is impacting constituents for the first time that, like I said, normally would not have impacted maybe three years ago. 
Um, so it's uh, it it really is um, we're reaching a boiling point. And for anybody that needs assistance that cannot get it after this period has closed, Brenda, what would you recommend that they do? Where could they so turn the state, and learn more? State of Connecticut has a federally funded energy assistance program called SEEP. It's the Connecticut Energy Assistance Program. Um, what you can do is call 211 and they can direct you to an intake site. Uh, there are several in the state of Connecticut. Um, it's a heating program only, um, so that will help people through the winter. Um, but just understand that program is also being stretched as well. So um, any and all programs that assist people with their energy bills are seeing demand and increases um, of, of requests that we've never seen before. Um, so it's, it's going to be a tough time for folks. And I think the other thing that people can do is reach out to their uh, locally elected uh, representatives and make it very clear that this problem is now um, getting to a point where it's unsustainable. And um, perhaps it's time to look at what policy and regulation can do to help people with, uh, with this crisis. Brenda, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And Catherine as well, thank you so much for coming on the program. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.